Welcome to the Crazy Love Podcast. Knowing God through His Word is vitally important, but how well do you know Him through the prayers He's answered in your life? In this first part of a classic message, Francis Chan testifies to the incredible ways he's come to know God's love more deeply through the gift of answered prayer. In my life, prayer has even rivaled the scriptures in, um, in stirring my affections toward God. Um, the way God answers my prayers. I, I, you know, as, as a kid, I sang that song, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so, and, and still, absolutely, does that happen? Yeah, there are days I'll read something, and I'll just go, God, I, I can't believe that. You, you like me that much? You, you love me that much? Are, are you kidding me? And I'll get that. And I know Jesus loves me because the Bible tells me so. But, but I, I got to say, there, there's, uh, at this point in my life, I could, I could also sing Jesus loves me because the, the way he answers my prayers, just it, it, it shows me so. I, I've seen it. There's so many times when I, I'll just break down and cry. I mean, just five minutes ago, I'm just back there as I'm, I'm getting ready to talk to you guys. I'm going, God, is there, is there any way I can communicate what we've had for these, these 40 years or, or, you know, that I've been alive? I, I feel like ever since I was a kid, the way you, you listen to me, the way you hear me, it's, it's, it's unreal. I, I love you so much. And I just want these guys, I want anyone who doesn't, doesn't, doesn't experience that or know that, I want them to have that. But how can I, how can I share this, this personal journey? How can I share everything that God and I have been through together for all of these years? I mean, I, I, there, there are times I really question and I, and I look, I go, God, do you love everyone this much? I mean, the way you answer my prayers, this is unbelievable. I love you. I love you. I love you. I don't know what more you could do to show me your love. I see it in the scriptures, but I've also seen it in the way you answer my prayers. I mean, silly things, little things, the tiny things. I, I, you know, times when my wife and I will just look at each other and we'll just start crying and, and, because we're going, God, how can you care about even that? I understand the big things. I understand the spiritual things. But sometimes it's even little silly things. I remember one time just driving and, and, and just talking to the Lord, you know, just silently in my mind. I'm going, God... I'm struggling with something right now. I go, there's no answer to it. I'm just telling you my struggle. I, I said, every time we have money in the bank, I, I want to just give it to someone who's in greater need than we are. And I go, I'm struggling because I kind of want to take my family on vacation. But every time I think about that, I think, I can't spend it on a vacation. You know, there are people who are in need. I got to give it to them. And I told God, God, I'm not complaining. I'm not, I'm not even asking for anything. I just, you just tell me to tell you my desires. That's just what I'm feeling right now. A few days later, my wife calls me. You know, I'm in the office and she just says, hey, honey, we got this weird check in the mail. And I go, really? Why? She goes, it's a cashier's check. A cashier's check has been sent to us, and for two thousand dollars, I'm like, really? Man, that's a lot of money. Two thousand dollars. We don't know who it came from. I go, there's no letter with it. There's no explanation. She goes, yeah, there's a sticky note, and uh, it's taped to it, and it just says, Francis, spend this on your family. <laughs> and 
I go, honey, you know, I'm in my office just go, you know, beside myself. I go, honey, you don't even know what I prayed a few days ago. I go, honey, I, I just pray. I go, God, there's no answer to this one. Because there was no physical answer. Like, no, no, if you give me money, I'm going to spend it on someone else. But no, God said, no, I'm going to give you a check and you'll feel guilty if you don't spend it on your family because that's what this note will say. And then, and I just go, honey, I, why does he even care about that? Just the, the, the little things, the, 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 the silly things. I shared at the Desiring God conference about about the time I was just bothered because I was playing golf with my friends and they were out driving me because they all got new drivers, those big ones, and, and and I hated that. I had this little tiny thing, and and even my friends that were terrible were out driving me, and I thought I'm going to buy a driver. I'm going to I got to buy one. I got to save up money, or I got to ask for it for Christmas. And I, thought, I can't do that. I, no, Lord, you know, that's, 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 a, that's a waste. Not, not that if you did that, that was wrong of you. But, you, you know, I was just like, Lord, I, I don't feel good about that. You know, oh, man. But, oh, well, the next morning I'm speaking at a church, this little church plant. And they said, you know, we heard that, you know, a lot of times you won't take a, 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 an honorarium, you know, if it's a little church. I mean, I'll take one from this. But, but you, you know, and... Uh, but uh, so he said, uh, so this is what the guy says. He goes, so we didn't get you an honorarium. We bought you this driver. <laughs> the very next morning, I mean, I'm driving home. I still remember that, that ride home, just, go, just laughing. Like, God, this is, this is silliness. This is ridiculous. You, you don't get a driver for an honorarium the day after. The day after you just struggled with all of these thoughts. I, I mean, it's just everything in our lives, just, just this crazy, supernatural. I, I, I don't know. I mean, my, my life just does not make any any sense and and even a few years ago my wife looked at me she goes honey you know I love my life she goes I love being married to you I love the simplicity of our lives she goes I'm happy living off of whatever God gives me gives us you know I'm happy to live humbly I'm happy to have nothing she goes the one thing I always wish though she goes I always wish we were generous I always wish we could be generous. Ever since I was a kid, I thought, gosh, I would love to be the person that could just write checks. You know, like, oh, you're in need here, let me write you something. I go, well, that's, that's awesome, honey, but that'll never be us, you, you know? But that's a, that's a great desire, you know? But that's, that's gonna be for other people. I mean, I'm a pastor, you know? And, and this is the way we're gonna live, and that's just awesome that you think that way. And then even a couple years ago, I, I prayed and I, I was praying for the wealthy. And I said, Lord, you know, I have a lot of wealthy people in the church. I have wealthy friends. And God, I, I, I pray that somehow, like, I, I see them give, but I think, man, they got a lot. And, uh, and you know, they're, they're 10%. I, I don't know, just, just in my mind, I go, God, could you just raise up some new wealthy people? You know, people that, that really don't care about their stuff. You know, I mean, it, it, it's like it's one thing to have a little and say, I'll give it all to the Lord. But God, raise up people who have a lot and go, I really don't care. I just love Jesus. And, and so the stuff here, just have it all. And, and God, I, I, said, I said, God, and if you're not going to do that, make me rich. Make me rich, seriously. I, you know, make my friends rich that, 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 that don't care about stuff. Having no clue what God was going to do. 
as uh, as Pastor John said, yeah, crazy love has been crazy successful, and I had no idea, no desire to make money off of it, um, and so even said, you know what, I don't even want to touch the money. If it comes in, it, it goes straight into a charitable gift fund, and I, I, I don't want that temptation in my life, and so if it comes in, then I can write checks to charities, but I, I can't touch it myself, and... and uh, Man, just last year we made about $2 million off the thing. And I'm just looking at my wife going, are you kidding me? This is what you always wanted to do, wasn't it? Just to be able to write checks and, oh, you're in need here. This, this ministry's in need here. I go, God, this is, this is ridiculous. My life is ridiculous. You, you, the way you answer these prayers... God, my life makes it makes no sense. I'm, I'm coming on the stage. And I'm, I'm just thinking through my childhood. I'm thinking about everything in my life. I go, none of this makes sense. Why am I walking on this stage? Why are people listening to me? Why do you just shower me with all of this stuff and all of these opportunities and just your presence, the way you answer my prayers? And so prayer is a way of walking in love. Man, I love God so much more because of these these prayers, answered prayers, some prayers, you know, he he didn't answer, you know, like Joel said last night, how God will, will give us, you know, exactly what we pray for or exactly what we should have prayed for um, at the times when we pray the wrong thing. In fact, my wife, we, you know, we recently moved to San Francisco, and so, you know, we pack everything up, and we're cleaning up these boxes, and, and she finds this old journal of mine from when I was in high school, and she's bursting in laughter in the other room. It was a, a prayer journal. My youth pastor had taught me, you know, just, just write down your prayers on one side, and then write down when he answers them, and then you have something to look back on and go, no way, because you'll forget you just forget, you know, I'm just throwing out a few things I remember, but you, you just do forget. But my wife was just laughing hysterically. She even calls my oldest daughter, come in here, look at what dad prayed when he was your age. And, and uh, I, I am kind of embarrassed to even share what some of that was. But, um, but we do, we thank God, right? We thank God he didn't answer some of those prayers, um, or a lot of us would have married Farrah Fawcett. Um, we uh, just, just, just... <laughs> It's, 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 it's that growing, though, as a, as a child, like, oh, okay, that, that's not really what you asked for, you, you know, different things. But isn't, when you look at Scripture, isn't, isn't prayer the thing that differentiates us from the rest of the world, right? Our God listens to us, right? Wasn't that the story of Elijah where he could just mock the prophets of Baal, go ahead, cut yourselves, scream out. No one's listening. No one answers. Now watch what happens when I pray. Let me show you what happens when I pray. It's always shown, look, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, he, he's the one that listens. He's the living God. He's not a block of wood that you made up that's not going to answer you. My God answers me. He listens to me. 
I, I was telling you about that prayer journal, but actually my very first prayer, you know, was, was for this, uh, you know, I told the, the Lord I was going to start going to church early. I was, I was like 15 years old. I go, there's a park across the street. I just want to tell these people about Jesus. And, and so, you know, let me, let me share with some people, you know, as I go out there and play basketball and, and just hang out with them. And, you know, and then I wrote down, hey, I met this guy named Squeaky, you know, <laughs> that's the name he went by. You know, I'm praying for Squeaky, you know, save him, Lord, save him, Lord, use me to, you know, and then, and then I, and then I look on the answered prayer and, and on the answered prayer, it talks about how, yeah, weird thing. I was walking up to the youth group today and I, I heard a bunch of screaming and swearing downstairs. So I look over the edge and there's Squeaky and he's surrounded by these guys and they're about to get into this, you know, big old gang fight thing. And I go running down the stairs and I just, you know, just this kid going, Squeaky, what are you doing, man? He goes, man, this guy said this about my brother. I'm going to tear him up. You know, and all these people around, I'm like, just, just, Let's just leave all of this. Forget all this. Come upstairs with me. We're having a Bible study. We're having a youth group. You know, let's, let's go. And, and he, he literally does. He walks up the steps with me, goes to this Bible study. Youth pastor speaking, gives his life to the Lord. And I just write that down on my prayer list. You know, and, and just, just, just thinking through the prayers as I prayed for people in ministry. I, I remember um, one time just praying for this gal, uh, because I, I was leading a college ministry and, and, uh, and, and we had this gathering on a Friday night and, and there was this one gal that wasn't there and I just thought, ah, oh, man, I, I think she's drifting away from you, God. And I just, I, I just remember leaving the gathering and just walking around the block to pray for her. I go, God, you know, I, I just lift her up to you. I lift up Jen to you right now. Would you, would, would you just get her attention somehow right now? Right now, God. Right now, get her attention because I want her to love you. I get a phone call the next morning. Jen's in the hospital. She goes, Francis, you, you, you'll never guess what happened. She says, I've been praying all night. She, she goes, I, I was driving. I was driving last night, you know, and, and suddenly my gas pedal got stuck. I don't know why. It just, the accelerator got stuck, and I ended up running into a house, into the living room of a house. And, 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 I, and I, I, I live, but all night I kept thinking, I kept thinking, God, man, I heard these messages, and I, I just don't know if I had died. I don't know if I would have gone to heaven. I don't know if you really, I, I've never really followed you as the Lord of my life life. She goes, I was so scared. I've just been praying all night, all night, all night. I don't even know what happened. How could my gas pedal get stuck? <laughs> I go, Jen, um, man, I prayed for you last night right then. And she, goes, she goes, well, it works. She goes, all I've been doing is praying all night long here in the hospital bed. I go, man, that's awesome. Then her mom called me and yelled at me. <laughs> she did. She got so mad. How do you pray that? And I was just learning my theology. I go, well, I don't think he would do it unless it was right. I mean, you know, I, I mean, he's sovereign. He's in control. But it was, it was that same thing you were talking about last night. It's almost like, wow, this, this, is, this, is, this is a serious power we have here. A serious, serious power here. I mean, times I, I remember being in Colorado and I had to rent a car. I was at a, you, you know, at a friend's house. And so I'm looking through the phone book and, and there, I don't know if it was Enterprise or someone that they send a guy out. And, and I said, oh, great. Could you send him over to my house? I put the phone down. I said, Lord, I just got on my knees. I go, I don't know who this guy is coming to pick me up to take me to the car lot. Would you just amaze him with your grace? Would you just show him your power? Would you just give me an opportunity to tell him how great you are? 
comes, picks me up at this house. No exaggeration. I would say within one minute, this man was bawling his eyes out, just weeping. Just looked at him and said, how are you doing? He just started crying and telling him about his life falling apart. And I go, let's sit down, let's forget about the car. And I'm going to coffee the next day, hanging out with him, talking about a relationship with God. Took him to a church service the very next day at just some local church that I found out there. I said, God, see, this is, this is the stuff that's got to happen. I remember cleaning out my garage one day and going, Lord, this is not eternal. There's nothing eternal about cleaning my garage. I hate that. I'm going to be spending like two hours doing something that has no eternal value, but I feel like I got to do it, otherwise I'm a bad testimony or something. You know, I, I just got to <laughs> just, just, but I want to do something eternal. I don't want to just sweep and clean and move boxes. And as I'm doing it, my neighbor across the street comes over with tears in his eyes, just going, guy that I've been wanting to talk to for so long, and, and, and he just says, will you pray for me? I'm going, God, this is, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Just, just, just the ministry opportunities, everything I, I, I ask for, just, just can, I, can I be a part of something that you're doing? Maybe the, the, the craziest one, ah, there's all so many, but there's this one time, you ever... Um, you ever dream about someone and you have a bad dream, like you got in a fight with them or, and then you see them in the morning and you're like angry with them and you're not even sure why and then it occurs to you. See, it happened to me at my church one time with, with, with one of my staff. I, I, I saw him one morning walk by the office and I just had these negative feelings toward him and I was like, Lord, what was that? Why am I bothered? What, what, what happened yesterday? What did we do? Then I realized, oh, it was just a dream. And, and so I go over to him, you know, I go, wow, weirdest thing just happened. You know, when you walk by my office, I was like totally angry at you. Um, and I'm thinking, God, why? Why am I angry at him? And I go, I realized, I go, I had a dream about you last night. I dreamt that you were a homosexual and that you were arguing for it and you were fighting against me and you're trying to persuade people to go that direction. I mean, is that the stupidest thing? And so when I saw your face, I was just mad. That was so weird. And he just kind of goes, <laughs> and he just walks away. He comes back the next week and he goes, you remember that dream you had? That was from God. I said, what do you mean? I said, no. He goes, Francis, you scared me so bad when you, when you said those words to me. I knew at that moment. Okay, God, you're trying to say something to me. He says, you had no clue. I had no clue whatsoever. It would be like me coming up to any one of you. I, I mean, it was the farthest thing from truth. That's why I could joke about it and, and bring it before you. And he goes, that is, that's a, that is the struggle of my life, and I feel like I'm going to head the other direction. And I was just about to enter into this. He goes, that was a prophecy. And I remember just walking you know, just just in, just stunned by what he said in the office and going home and just looking at my wife going, honey, you'll never believe what just happened. You know those moments where you just go, 
God, I, I thought I, I, I know, I know you're a powerful God, but every time I experience that answered prayer, it just makes me in awe of you again. And I just go, God, what is, why do I do anything other than pray? You know? I, I just, just in awe, going, God, what are you doing? These, these supernatural things. And then I, then after a while, I'm like, you know, because my wife is stunned, I'm stunned, and, and then I go, gosh, what is, what is that verse? It says, the old men will dream dreams, the young men will have visions. I go, wait, wait, which one is it? Is it the old men that have visions? And wait, is it, was that a dream or a vision then? Yeah, you know, and we got all off track, but, but it's, it's still, it's just this, uh, See, when I, when I share with someone, every time I share with someone, and, and you know, a stranger on the plane or whatever, I, just, I say to God, I go, God, the only thing that's going to differentiate me from the Jehovah's Witness or the Mormon or the Unitarian or the, you know, the, the, the Muslim or whoever it is, it's, it's, it's this time right now. Man, I, I gotta pray. You gotta do something. Otherwise, I'm gonna sound like just some other, some religious freak, some, some fanatic, some cult leader. Like, you've gotta make it known to them that, 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 that my God is you are the real God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Peter, Paul, Jesus, that Jesus is Lord. Somehow you've got to do that in their lives. And so I depend on this prayer. Every time I talk, I go, God, you've got to speak to them. Or they're going to walk away and go, ah, sounds like that guy or that guy or that guy. No, God, when I speak, there better be a power. Uh, it's not my job to convince them. It's, it's not, I, I can't change their heart. It's, it's like going to a, going to a, a, a cemetery and say, come on, get up, get up, get up. It's just, it's just pointless. No speech is going to do that. God, you have to do something. You got to show them your power. You know, as I, as I present the gospel to them, there needs to be a power in that where they hear that message and go, wow, oh, that's like nothing I've ever heard. I mean, think about this. When unbelievers come to your service, picture someone, try to put yourself in the, in this, in the shoes of, a, of an unbeliever who's, who's maybe seeking or something, and he comes to one of your services. What, what, what's he looking for? What do you think he wants to see up there on the stage? So you want to see a, 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 you know, a, a polished speech, maybe? You know, that, that's helpful. Uh, you know, a, a brainiac that just can, can just, you know, show him that you're more intelligent than him. You know, a comedian to show him, man, look, look, I got a great personality. I mean, what, what does that person want to see? Don't, don't, don't they want to walk in and, and hear a guy and go, man, that, 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 that person's connected to God. He has something I don't have. It's, it's like God listens to him. God doesn't listen to me like that. There's something about that guy. I can't explain it, but he had a connection with God, and I want that. He, he knows this God that I don't know. I know there's something there. But man, when I heard that guy speak, I was convinced he knows this God, and I want that. I mean, isn't that what they're after? And, and when they hear you teaching up there, is that what they see? Is there this jealousness of, oh man, see that guy. I want what he has. I've been um, attending different services on Sunday mornings and I, I, or just throughout the week, just going to different churches, different services and 
And, and sometimes I sit there and just try to imagine myself as an unbeliever. And I try to think, okay, if I was searching for God, would I find him here? You know, what would be my impression here? When I, when I look up there and go, oh my gosh, that guy, that guy knows him. I, I got to get with him. Ooh, these people here in this room, they know this God. They have something that I don't have. And I understand the gospel is powerful and God could use an unbeliever to preach the gospel because there's power in the gospel itself. I understand that. And I understand God is a sovereign God and he is going to draw people to himself. But I also see in scripture we have a responsibility. And it's not even necessarily just a responsibility. Isn't it a desire? I mean, don't you want to be that guy? <laughs> right? Don't you want to be that guy that, that, that people go, wow, you've got a connection with him. You, you, your God listens to you. Uh, he doesn't listen to me like that. Do you still believe? That was the final point of uh, Joel's message last night. You know, still believing that God answers prayer. And I, I love the childlike faith that Paul was talking about. Is that still you? I mean, how many of you guys grew up in church? Grew up going to Sunday school, church? Wow, wow. Okay, when you were a kid in Sunday school, what was your favorite story? Jonah, okay? Yeah, that's because it was every other week. But what, what, what else? <laughs> what, what other... Uh, you got to get to cut out the whale. And what, what, what else? What were some of the, try to think back. We're, David and Goliath, right? What, what else? Mount Carmel. Elijah, I know, I love that one. What else? Daniel and the lion's den. Yeah, and you can still see the pictures on the felt. What, what else? What else? Jericho. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're marching around, blowing the, the trumpets. What, what else? The Exodus. Fiery furnace, David's mighty man, yeah, just killing everyone. <laughs> but, but okay, but think about this. Don't you remember, man, as kids, remember when you would walk out of Sunday school and it's like, my God could do anything. And we were just so amazed by the power. We see it in our kids now, right? When they walk out of church, it's going, yeah, my God can do anything. And you just love hearing that. And somehow it changes. Somehow, I don't know, there's this weirdness that sometimes I felt awkward preaching some of those Old Testament passages and stories as though it was too childish. Like, well, that's what we did when we were kids. You know, and we used to walk around as kids amazed by these stories, amazed by the miracles of this almighty God. But then as we get older, we're no longer amazed by those stories. We're amazed when someone up front, you know, says, Hapax legomena. I'm like, whoa, did you hear that? You know, did you hear it? The way he parsed, you know, and it's just like... It changes, and we're amazed by intellect. We're amazed by a communication style. We're amazed by these different things. And, and it's like, what happened to those days when we were just stunned by God himself? Like, man, God, you, you, maybe we need to start preaching David and Goliath more often. Maybe we do have to preach Jonah every other week. Maybe we got to get back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and just, just look at our people and go, man, our God is a mighty God. It's always been about this is always about him answering our prayers and how that's real today and to give everyday illustrations going man that's still my god that's still my god my god can do anything that childlike faith to believe like children
Thank you for listening to the Crazy Love Podcast. Join us next time for a new episode. But until then, for more resources from Crazy Love Ministries or to support the work of Crazy Love, please visit our website at crazylove.org.